Hello, this is Locked on Predators, and today's show is called The Nick and Ann We're Right About Pretty Much Everything episode. Uh, the Nashville Predators changed some things around, including things we said should happen, and they wound up getting a 6-2 win over the Minnesota Wild. There is a lot to talk about from this game. Obviously, uh, we had a hat trick, a epic performance from a goaltender, some more history made, some line changes, and uh, a kind of surprising healthy scratch so there is a lot to break down we're going to try to decompress all of it today on the locked on predators podcast your locked on predators your daily podcast on the nashville predators part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime who has been channeling Matt Duchesne <laughs> post-goal energy all morning for, long. For sure. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Uh, I think the best part of that whole clip was uh, the people on Twitter who have been doing like the bad lip-reading memes Oh, of yeah. Matt Duchesne. Yes, it's it it just is glorious on so very many levels. Yeah. Uh I think I saw one where it's like he was just telling people his pets, his pets Lucky and Bo. <laughs> um mm-hmm. uh, when yep. kids go to school, it's it's Lucky Snow. There you go. There's, yeah, there's it's, plenty of options to choose from. There are. <laughs> uh yeah. This game last night uh, was an adventure. You know it's crazy when uh, – I couldn't even come up with a good cold open today just because there is, like, so much game within yes. this game. I feel like this is the most we've had to talk about from, like, a single game uh, in quite some time. Uh, so, yeah, getting, the game itself, Predators beat Minnesota Wild 6-2, to 3-1 to one after the first period. They wind up turning on the gas later on. Uh, including a hat trick from Ryan Johansson, more goals from the top line, more points from Roman Yossi, a lot happening. Mm-hmm. And let's hear it. Your one word to describe last night's game against Minnesota. So I put a lot of thought into this one word because like you said, this game was packed full of everything you could imagine. And I came up with two words because we make the rules and we can do what we want. Yes. And my one word is Old Spice. Now, do you remember the Old Spice commercial with the actor Isaiah Mustafa? And he's uh, for, in. Yeah, former he, Titan Isaiah yes. Mustafa or Tennessee he, Oiler. He was, he's in the bathroom and he says, Hello, ladies, look at your man. Now back at me. Now back at your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me. And then he says, Look up. Back down. Where are you? You're on a boat <laughs> with a man your man could smell like. And I'm telling you, that is 100% the energy of the Nashville Predators last night. The whole vibe of the game was Old Spice from start to finish. Like Matt Duchesne, what he really said was, look at your man. Now back to me. Now back to your man. Now back to me. That's what he really said after he scored that goal. That was... 
the swagger and the vibe and the energy that we have needed to see from Nashville. And they brought it a hundredfold. So my one word is old spice, baby. I like that. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a commercial made by people with ADHD. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's one of the greatest commercials ever made. It is. Uh, my one word kind of along those same lines um, have you ever had puppy chow? Not not the actual dog food. Okay. The, the yeah, the wonderful little treat comes out right on Christmas. Yes. Uh, it is just a mess of stuff. It's like Chex Mix, um, occasionally like kind of like little biscotti cookies. There's maybe mm-hmm. some pretzels in there. You just dump peanut butter, chocolate like sugar, all kinds of nonsense, and you just throw it up and mix it around. And then the end result is delicious. Like seriously, one of the best snacks I think you can ever make. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I'm a big puppy chow guy. Um, I felt that way about the game last night. There's just so much that went into this Um, and not, you know, not necessarily all good. Um, Fair. You know, mm-hmm. that it was just like oh, so much happening. But it's like, you know, you, you kind of like, again, like I don't really know how to break this down because there's so many bits and pieces from last night that went into it. Uh, but the end result, when you shake it all up and pop it in your mouth, pretending my mouth is somewhere up here for <laughs> watching on YouTube. Uh, when you do all that, you get a delicious 6-2 win. And it's like, you know what? Not sure how we got to this point, but hey, you beat the team ahead of you in the standings right now. You ended their uh, 10-game unbeaten streak or a regulation unbeaten streak. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you're keeping pace and racking up points again in this wild month of April, which we said is going to be a juggernaut for the Preds. So it's like, what do you really complain about here? Yeah, this game, it's, it's so much. I was at the game and I'm telling you, it was so much all the time. The energy of this game and the energy in Bridgestone, I think it very much was a playoff vibe. And these two teams came out angry with each other. And it was yeah. evident by, you know, multiple fights in this game. And and some of them were rough. Uh, Mark Borowiecki went twice. McCarron went once. Jeremy Lazan went once. I mean, this, the temperature of this game was very high from puck drop to finish. Uh, And what was great is that Nashville was able to really channel that and play well with that energy. This was a very different vibe from the Buffalo game. And thanks to a number of players, and it's like you said, there's so much to talk about, but let's start with the line changes because this is a big, this was a big thing for uh, head coach John Hines to shuffle lines. A lot happened in that lineup. Yeah, uh, and I think like just the big thing was this is the biggest use of the line blender we've really seen from the Predators this year. You know, Mm -hmm. we've talked about it. You know, John Hines has been kind of keeping the same lines together um, because he has been of the belief that he wants players to kind of play themselves out 
of a restaurant, yes. you know, and, and sometimes it's just like, you know what, uh, if you have one or two bad games, we're not going to shake things up. We're going to let you guys keep your chemistry that you've been playing with. Um, you know, the, the one exception last night was the herd line, uh, because mm -hmm. obviously that line is, are you your best lines all year? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we saw Forsberg and Johansson together again with mm -hmm. Phil Tomasino. And remember what we said uh, yesterday in our preview, right? Yep. You or called like it. We, I called it. I was like, Phil Tomasino is somebody who deserves mm -hmm some extra consideration uh and where it's actually a john hines quote we're going to get to in just a second on on that but um and, and then you know you, you kind of go down and, and grandland and duchene together again we know how much chemistry they've had in their time mm -hmm. luke cunnan was there um luke cunnan's game fine i guess and, and then you know I think I think the big headliner that a lot of people were talking about this morning was Ellie Tolvanen yes. um, not being in the lineup as a healthy scratch. And John Hines kind of explained that as in like, you know what, um, you know, we, we kind of want to use this as an opportunity to him to refocus. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, he kind of came out and said, look, it's it's not that he's not like playing bad it's just like you know he's he's not really creating any chances right now you know we need him to kind of sit back and readdress his game you know th this was a time last night we, we talked about it like the Preds needed to do something fundamentally different yeah to kind of get themselves back on track because they were kind of inching towards the territory where you started thinking something was actually wrong with their game itself um so I liked it I mean you could tell right out of the gate um that, that first 10 minutes was the best the Preds have looked um, that early in a game in quite some time. So it was noticeable, yeah. and I think it paid off. It really did pay off because I think it gave everybody a little bit more juice, a little bit more hop mm -hmm. in their step, um, and that that paved the way to for the Preds to kind of hit the gas early. Well, and the slow starts have been a bugaboo for the Predators. They have, you know, had to play a little bit from behind. And when you start playing from behind, you don't get to your game. And I would agree. I think these line change-ups, um, you have to be just a little bit sharper when you're on a different line with somebody. And it's not routine. And it's, um, you just have maybe a different awareness uh, when you're first out with a new line. And I think that was very evident. These lines, everybody was playing just an elevated awareness. And that came through in scoring, of course, but it came through in little things like passes. Um, and they talked with Phil Tomasino after the game last night. And he was saying, you know, when I'm on the ice and Roman Yossi has the puck, I'm at a different mental place because I know that he's not going to look at me and I have to be ready for a pass anyway. And so I think there was just this heightened uh, sense of let's try this, let's see. And it really paid off. It was a, it was a risky move by John Hines, but I think a very wise one and the results were fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, more coming up. We're going to break a little bit more into what John Hines said about Phil Tomasino. Uh, we also have Ryan Johansson's hat trick. We have UC Soros uh, mm -hmm. having his regular season best for saves in the game. We have Roman Yossi doing more Roman Yossi things. Uh, and oh, by the way, there were four fights last night. <laughs> we're going to have to talk about that whole thing, too. Uh, first, though, I want to mention today's show 
Brought to you by one of my favorite sponsors, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your front door. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, I can attest to this personally. I am a loyal HelloFresh guy. Uh, I get a box at once every couple of weeks if uh, there's ever a week that uh, I don't really feel like using brain power to figure out what I want to eat that week. Um, so instead, I count on HelloFresh. I can just pick my meals. They send me all the ingredients, everything perfectly portioned out. All I have to do is cook it, and most of these recipes are 20, 30 minutes tops with not a lot of cleanup. I'm not spending the entire night making some sort of on glaze sauce and then having to spend three hours cleaning it up. No, HelloFresh takes care of all the prep work for me. Uh, basically, I just cook a couple of meals, keep them in the fridge for the rest of the week, and boom, there's my uh, grocery shopping done for the week. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. You can save on average over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's money back in your pocket. HelloFresh is also a proud spot. Proud. Maybe I need some HelloFresh to get my brain power going right now. HelloFresh is a proud partner of the Nashville Predators and fueling hockey fans everywhere. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedPredators16 and use code LockedPredators16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts again that is hellofresh.com slash locked predators 16 and use code locked predators 16 to get your free stuff well and we we kind of talked about it a little bit off the top uh the fights oh, the gosh. fights there were three in the first 10 minutes another one right at the start of the second um a little surprising considering this isn't two teams with you know a lot of backstory you know the past few games have been tame so you know is this just you know a case of two teams fighting for the playoffs kind of you know trying to get some juice going here or was there like some sort of big meet and greet powwow that went horribly wrong before this game started yeah, I don't know what happened, but the Nashville Predators came out saucy and Minnesota did too. And I'm telling you, if these two teams meet up in the postseason, it will be spicy because it just snowballed from the first period on. This was a chippy, chippy game. Um, Mark Borvietsky had two fights, which was the first time we've seen him back in the lineup. Great to see him back in the lineup. And you know, I don't know how everybody feels about fighting in hockey, but it definitely gave the Predators a boost. Michael McCarron decided to drop the gloves. He went later on. Jeremy Lazan went. So there was a lot going on. And it was a chippy game, not just with the fights, but, you know, after the whistle, there was a lot of um, banter, we'll call it. Um, yeah. I And I. I will tell you that watching Matthias Ekholm, he is like the most beautiful, passive aggressive hockey player after the whistle. Um, so it just was a constant picking in this game. And the tone of this game was very elevated from what we've seen from Nashville. 
you know, and John Hines talked about that in his post-game press conference as well, just saying, you know, that, you know, these guys come in and they play with that attitude. They play with that vibe. They play with that. You're not coming after somebody on my team without paying the price for it. And we saw that last night in this game. I mean, Lord, they were in and out of the box. Yeah. Uh, also, the the wild loss, Matthew Dumba on yeah. that hit on McCarron, which is kind of karma because and I, I know wild fans are going to have some pushback on that. That was a dirty hit. Like, that was mm. a dirty hit. Like, you know, the technique was clean, but McCarron had, hadn't had the puck in like two seconds. Yeah. You know, that, that was textbook interference. You know, if McCarron had gotten maybe a little bit more hurt, that's something that probably could have been a five in a game, gotten some look from, uh, you know, the NHL player safety. Um, but it, it just kind of goes into, uh, you know, the, the whole sort of talk about this being sort of a chippy game. You know, there's mm -hmm. just a lot of that happening last night. Um, so so kind of interesting to put it Definitely in. a playoff feel. This game yeah. had high stakes, high energy, very competitive playoff feel to it. Well, John Hines said they needed it. I mean, they got it. It, it would have been great if they kind of thought they needed it last month, but hey, Here better late are. than never. Uh, speaking of better late than never, Ryan Johansson scoring Come his on. first ever hat trick which was kind of surprising to me to find mm -hmm. out that he really didn't have one before. Uh, I was like shocked. Back. Yeah. Then it kind of like went back and, and thought, and it's like, Oh yeah, well, I guess he hasn't really had one here. Um, good to see Joey have a phenomenal game like that yes. get on the board. Uh, also first time he's gotten um, at, at the 20 goal mark since 2015. So, you know, he's definitely on track for his best year in quite some time. He's done all the little things right. And I think he mm -hmm. saw it like right at the end where you can just tell uh, the Predators were trying to get him that empty netter to complete the oh, shutout. Yeah. Yeah, we were all, the whole place was like, put him out there, get it done. And it went nuts when he got the hat trick. I loved his first two goals, though. Um, yeah. He had two power play goals in the first period, and they were the, – the power play is a whole nother topic to talk about, too, but these goals right. by Ryan Johansson were so smart and technique and um, just being at the right place and, and good timing and smart play. Ryan Johansson last night was on fire and so happy to see him get that hat trick. Uh, Phil Tomasino worked his tail off to get that puck yeah. to Ryan Johansson so he could get the hat trick. So it was really great to see. Very surprising to me, too, that he has not had a hat trick before. But, hey, glad we got to see it last night. It was a great time for one. Yeah, that last play uh, on the empty netter by Tomasino. Oh, gosh. You know, the, the kind of he chipped it, you know, sort of stepped up and chipped it past the defender, uh, did another kind of deke move to get past another defender. And then, you know, he easily could have, you know, just shot it towards mm -hmm. the net right there. But he had the wherewithal to know Johansson was ahead of him, made a perfect pass, and then Joey finished it off. Phil Tomasino great. was a guy. 
Um, and it's crazy to go back and look at his stats and find out he only played nine minutes last night. Really? He only played nine minutes wow. last night. But it, it it's weird, though, right? Because it seems like he was everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Three-point game, a couple of really good plays. That goal uh, where he just got his way to the center of the ice. Mm -hmm beautiful beautiful play and john hines yes. actually uh called him out last night gave him a little bit of kudos i thought tommy did a good job you know one of the things we talked with him about was playing with phil and joey he's probably going to get a little bit different types of maybe uh d pairings against them and and some of the lines that he's going to play so uh you know the the times when tommy plays really really well he's he's extremely competitive on the puck and there's times where you know as a young guy it drifts out of it and one of the things we talked about was he certainly thinks the game offensively at a level that that you know joey and phil do and i and i give joey and phil credit they were very you know receptive i had discussions with all of our guys about what we're thinking coaching wise about some of the different changes uh i asked for their opinions i asked for their input on what they felt and 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 you know that was the, I, I think the players recognized we probably needed a change we discussed certain combinations that might work and have worked in the past um so I thought we were all in on it together, and and uh, I I thought uh, Philip did a good job. I really liked his competitiveness on the puck, and I thought that line was pretty good. First off, can we appreciate the openness of John Hines, uh, both yes. in terms of the media and his own players? Yes, a hundred percent. You know, I thought the same thing as I watched this post game press conference, and all I could think is I'm so thankful for his willingness to be transparent, to be honest. Uh, with the players and to share what those conversations are like, but also to be open and honest with the media, because I know how frustrated Nashville Predators fans have been before about lineup questions and, you know, from previous coaches gotten no information. So I really uh, appreciate that about John Hines. It's one of the many things that I think he's doing very well here. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I like what he said about Tomasino, too. It's like, you know, we're going to look for kind of opportunities to use him. Um, he, he was kind of honest and maybe that opened the door um, or I guess offered some insight as to why he really hasn't been. You've been used mm -hmm. in more top six situations this year. He's like, hey, you know, he's a young guy. Sometimes that kind of intensity focus drifts a little bit, especially. Right. When you're somebody like Tomasino and you're playing an 82 game regular season for the first time, um, you know, that's that's refreshing to hear. And maybe this was a test, you know, maybe mm -hmm. this is kind of Philip Tomasino starting to get thrown into the fire a, a little bit more. I loved, um, and I think this is a high compliment, where John Hines says that he thinks the game similar to Philip Forsberg and Ryan Johansson. And that tells you just what they think they have in, El uh, not in Ellie Tolvanen, in Philip oh. Tomasino. I, they have it in him too. It's, it's going to happen, y'all. Just, yeah. it's going to be okay. Um, but I think what a compliment for Phil Tomasino to kind of have your hockey IQ and your ability to read the game and compare it to them and to be able to be put on a line with those two players and keep up. I mean, it really speaks to how well this organization feels about Philip Tomasino and what he is capable of. Yeah. And especially for a young player like Tomasino too, sometimes that hockey IQ 
is the last thing to really develop. Yes. You, know, you have the shot, you have the speed, you just may not have like kind of the smart play mm-hmm. yet, you know, just the sort of know where to be, know where your other teammates are. That's kind of like the last thing to develop. And the fact that John Hines is, is kind of recognized and said that, you know, he, he's kind of recognizing the game at the same level as Forsberg on Johansson. Um, that's, that's big. And I think that gives really good insight into where Tomasino is as a player. Um, yes. And I think over the next couple of years, we're really going to see a big boost in how the Preds use them because Tomasino uh, is a special player. <laughs> We do, yeah. though, have to talk about Ellie Tolvanen. I'm, I'm sorry, Anne. Uh, we yeah. also still have uh, UC Soros having a record night for him. Uh, and we also haven't even talked about Dante Favreau coming back <laughs> in the lineup. Again, there's so much game within this game. Yeah, we have a lot to cover. We also have to talk a little bit about Roman Yossi's game. But all of that is going to come up in just a minute. But first, I want to talk to you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays Insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It is as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. I also want to mention today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, in some cases even better than a candy bar. They got something out now called Built Bar Puffs. They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. So it tastes like you're having a nice little Easter treat, but instead you're actually getting a healthy snack that's going to keep you full and fit all day long. Built Bars are low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, but high in protein. Uh, And they got a lot of different flavors for all kinds of tastes. With Puffs, you can get Cinnamon Churro. They got a a brownie batter one out now, as well as a coconut cream pie and a banana cream pie. Uh, And then plenty of traditional flavors too, like mint brownie, cherry, barcia, white chocolate cookies and cream, coconut, coconut almond, and so many more. Uh, in fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So be sure you check out their website, built.com, often to see what's new this month. And while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Ellie Tolvin getting yes. scratched last night, and because I think that is something that um, a lot of fans are still sort of talking, processing today. Um, what What are your thoughts on him being the one that falls out of the lineup? This is tricky, and I and the 
it makes sense as John Hines talks through it. I think that a reset is good. I think you kind of cleanse the palate a little bit. I don't think this is indicative at, at all of their belief wavering in Tolvin and skills. I will say my question is, and the question that I'm hearing from people is, it's interesting that it was Ellie Tolvanen that was taken out and not Luke Cunnan. Luke Cunnan has been snake bit a lot of the season. You know, he and Tolvanen, that second line has really struggled. Uh, Cunnan did not have his best game last night. He was in the sin bin three times. There are no snacks there, people. Like, stop. No. Yeah. There's stop no going. delicious snacks. Nothing. There's not a built bar to be had there. No. Um, and so I think because uh, Cunnan didn't have a huge game last night uh, because of the three penalties, I think a lot of people are asking, hey, why are you um, taking out Tolvanen and not addressing Cunnan as well? And I think that's a fair question. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... Um, obviously John Hines would know better than I was. It's just Cunning is so snake bit right now. I mean, we saw it last oh. night where he crashed the net, got into perfect position, would have had an easy goal and just whiffed. Uh, yeah. Just whiffed on the puck. And we saw it again last night, shot towards the open net and wound up missing it by like a mile. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or something right now with Cunning. Um, you know, when John Hines talked about taking Tolvin out, he did mention that, you know, you have to create chances mm -hmm. um, that that's sort of in his mind was a bigger thing than perhaps finishing or winding up on the score sheet, uh, which maybe lets us know that Hines thinks Cunning is being a little bit more better at creating chances or at least getting in the right places. Maybe he's somebody that's a better complement to Duchesne and Granlund or whatever the line combinations wind up being. Um, so, but, but it's interesting. It's interesting to see what he does um, moving forward because, you know, Matt Luff was in the lineup last night, played well, but yeah. you know, not, you know, it's not going to be earth shattering if he stays or leaves in the lineup. So it's going to be interesting to see maybe if Tolvin gets another chance or if the Preds maybe have something else in mind. Yeah, I think it will be interesting. I'm, I, I, I like the logic of it. I respect the logic of the Ellie Tolvanen decision. I just think that he has so many other things going well in his game that I think maybe are better than Luke Cunnan, you know, on the defensive side of that. But you want to get his offense going. So hopefully this is something that will help. I don't think this is going to be a long-term thing at all. John Hines says maybe a game or two just to kind of cleanse the palate for Ellie Tolvanen. And, and I think he's going to come back um, and, and he's going to be a part of this team going down the stretch for sure. I don't think this is a long-term issue. The Cunnan thing we'll have to keep our eye on. Um, we'll have to see kind of where that all sifts out. Uh, UC Saros last night, his best mm -hmm. game in a while, 47 saves on 49 shots. Uh, yeah, that is his personal best all-time record for saves in a single regular season game. Because uh, yeah. he had more than that, of course, on those overtime shenanigans with the Hurricanes in the playoffs last year. Good to see Saros kind of being the Saros of earlier this season. And I know we talked about that at the same time though, 
for the for the love of God, please don't give up <laughs> fifty shots in a game against your goaltender anymore, who's trying his best. I mean, he he did fantastic. He was great. They had a couple uh, breakaway chances. Um, they had some two on one chances, and he really was fantastic in net. I will say that is a redonkulously high shot count, and it needs to come down. But part of that, I think, was that. Nashville went ahead so quickly in this game and Minnesota was playing from behind. And I think they were just throwing everything they could at the wall, seeing what would hit. And fortunately for the Nashville Predators, UC Soros was that wall and he wasn't having, you know, any of it. But uh, the one goal was a five on three, which, you know, let's stay out of the penalty box, guys. Um so I think he had a fantastic game. It was very much UC Saros of pre-All-Star break. He was very dialed in. I agree with you. The shot count, though. Whoa. God, yeah. For, for the love Ouch. of God, please give UC Saros <laughs> a break. Or, I mean, or, a, or a juice box or a nice fruit basket, something to help him recover. Yes. Um, Roman Yossi, he had gone two games without a point. He winds up with a goal and two assists last night. He is back on pace for 100 points this season. He is also two away from tying Paul Correa's record for points in a single season by a Predator. So amazing. He was just everywhere last night doing everything, doing it well. His shot, that goal that he had was just yeah. glorious. I mean, it it's just art. It was so beautiful, but he really played fantastically. And it was, you know, we've seen him kind of have a little bit of a dry spell these last couple of games when the team wasn't clicking very well. And he was back to Roman Yossi form Norris trophy, Yossi for Norris. Come on people. Yeah. Like he, and he should have had four points on the night too. Uh, True. On this, the second power play goal, the or the Ryan Johansson one, Johansson's first, uh, where yes. Yossi just made that absolutely incredible play. Um, but then it was like the tic-tac-toe down low, uh, and Yossi wasn't one of the last two to touch the puck before Johansson, so he didn't get credited with an assist, even though he made that play. Yes. Um, so we give him credit in our heart. We do give him credit <laughs> in our hearts. Congrats, Yossi. Um, last thing for me also, I want to give a shout out Dante Fabro, mm -hmm. uh, coming back in the lineup. We talked about him over the past couple of weeks while he's been out, just kind of how he's sort of the glue that holds the defense together. Uh, didn't really see that last night cause there was 50 shots allowed in the game, <laughs> uh, but there was one sequence right at the end. Uh, it's when, when the Wild had their, their goaltender pulled. They had like mm -hmm. three minutes of empty net time. Um, and they were just buzzing around the Preds crease. And then uh, there was a sequence in where uh, Fabro blocked a shot, got up, blocked another shot. Um, and then he pressured the person who got the rebound, forced him to make a bad play. That led to a turnover that forced the puck out of the zone. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the type of stuff that Dante Fabro brings to the table, just kind of that heads up, willing to put the body on the line, a type of defense. Um, you know, I know, I know that in, in modern hockey, there's kind of this push on, you know, your best defense is making sure the other team doesn't have the puck positioning and all that. But I, I think there is something to be said for a player like Dante Fabro, who can just go out there and sort of make plays with the body. 
I would agree with that. I thought he had a really good game. And he is a piece that maybe you don't notice a lot until he's out of the lineup. And we've seen that, you know, when he has been injured and out of the lineup, it was great to have him back. I also think that Matias Ekholm plays more comfortably um, and Roman Yossi is freed up a little bit more. Like, I just think there is a confidence that comes when you have your core demon all healthy and on the ice together. I also think that Jeremy Lazan had a great game last night, just defensively. So it was it was nice to be able to say good things about the defense because I feel like they have kind of struggled recently and we kind of got back to the basics and they executed very well. Well, I mean, they did give up 50 shots, but... Okay, and again, I say because the Predators went up early, the small, wild... Small things. Small things. Yes, small things. Small things. Um, so the Predators beat the Minnesota Wild 6-2. to two. Uh, they're kind of proving the theory that they play better against good competition. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what happens tomorrow? The Predators <laughs> oh, play gosh. the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, this is. And, uh, yeah, th- this is a game in which it's really going to test uh, the Predators' playoff mindset mentality mm-hmm. uh, because tomorrow is going to be the Predators' worst opponent from here on out to the rest of the season, at least in terms of record. Uh, So the Predators can't really overlook that. We're going to have a preview of that tomorrow. Talk about some things the Predators need to do uh, to kind of come out focused against the Sens. So that's going to be on tomorrow's show. Until then, Anne, where can the fine people find your work? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com as well. Follow me on Twitter, underscore NS Morgan. Uh, also, while you're there, be sure to follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know your take on last night's game, or if there's a topic you want us to discuss uh, in a future episode. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Go check out Locked On NHL and Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Make that your second listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then.